Hey, welcome in. Welcome in. It's the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm here with my best friend in the entire world, Mr. Eric Wolverton. That guy pointing at his head up there. Welcome. How's it going, guys? I'm Eric. Eric. Apparently his best friend. What's your tangent today? Pick up your fucking trash. Just do it. I'm I'm tired of seeing trash. I pick up as much as I can. I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast before, but please, if you're going to bring it with you, just put it in your bag until you get home. We should say it every, every single episode is just like, please just treat it like leave it better than you found it. How about that? Yeah. And if you're able to, if you're able, I understand it's not always possible to like pick up some trash. But if you are able to, if you have a lot of trash cans on your course, even if you can get one or two things around to like the nearest trash can, do that. It'll give you good good karma, and it'll build up to you use it on a sweet throw-in or a field ace or a regular ace. It's proven. Love it. Proven. Pick up your trash. That's, sci- that's science, friends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we have a wonderful episode for you today. I apparently get controversial. Uh, I still don't see how it is. Um, we have a wonderful interview with Eric from the Disking Dad on Instagram. Really great guy. And while he's on this episode, we sit down and we pick our grip six, pick six for Worlds coming up. Or just started yesterday, as you're listening. Grip six, pick six. Yeah. So, action-packed episode for you today. Action-packed. If you find yourself missing us through the week waiting for Wednesdays, you can head on over to any of our social medias and get your Ono oh Disc Golf dosage from our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, our TikTok, our YouTube, or our Patreon. We have two wonderful members, Sean and David. If you want to check out any of our merch, you can head on over to our Teespring store. That's teespring.com slash stores slash Ono Disc Golf. We have quite a few different shirts on there. I just got a new one in. I haven't posted on the Instagram yet, but it is much more comfortable than the last one. We're testing it out for you guys. We're we're new to this site, so we're going to see what everything feels yeah. like. Yeah, so some of the materials are a little bit warm, so trying to disc golf in them isn't always the greatest. In the summer. I'm still comfortable. Depends on what season you're in. Yeah, they feel nice. They just... uh. You get a little bit hot. Make sure if you're at the Teespring store to use code ONO for free shipping. Also, you can head on over to StarFrameDiscs.com and use code ONO for 5% off for anything you buy on there. It's just simple ONO at StarFrameDiscs.com. Eric, let's get controversial. Pink discs are better than blue. Is that it? That's not even controversial. Oh, I mean, if you like blue discs, it is. Eric's going to talk to us about Evolution. Oh, so finally made it over to the new disc golf shop in the area. It's called Evolution. Evolution Disc Disc Golf. Golf, yeah. And it is a pretty sweet little shop. They started at, I want to say, almost the best and worst time. Best because it's growing and they're the first like really big disc golf shop in the area. So they'll be seen as like, you know, one of the first people out there 
but also a bad time because it's hard to really get a lot of stock in. So, I mean, they had a, they had a lot of stuff. It's not like, you know, they, the walls were bare or anything like that. But there wasn't a lot of, like, the regulars that people are looking for. There was just a very small stack of Innova, a small stack of Discraft. But they're really doing everything they can. It has, it's nothing about them. So I picked up some new stuff. It'll be on the Instagram probably by the time this comes out. So... I don't know why I say that all the time. I yeah, make it, make but... sure he actually posts that, guys. If he doesn't, call him out. Be like, where is that got post, some, Eric? Some, some stuff recorded, but I picked up a lot of AGL discs, above ground level. There's, they've been in their company that I've been wanting to try. They're doing stuff for the environment. They send you a tree seed with all of every disc you purchase, but I bought from Evolution, so maybe they got the tree seed. Not really. Not sure how that works. But I got the Cedar, the Manzita, and a Baobop, which uh two one putt and approach and one putter. And then a Cedar's like a kind of like a Wraith ish ish disc. A little bit little bit more overstable. It's nice and flat. Oh, I got a Sabre or Saber if you don't watch The Office. By uh Gateway, I think. Yeah, Gateway. And then I picked up another gray logic. Because it was really cool and I like it. Needed another logic, huh? They're pretty sweet. They they fly pretty well. Dude, I've been looking at that black Mac Judge that I have on my wall, and I'm like, ooh, I might I might end up throwing that. This is it one of the first run runs? It's, oh, pre- no. it's pretty though. Black discs. I love black putters. I don't like trying not to throw other black discs. No, I would never. I would never throw it. Oh, I mean, I definitely still do, but I try not to. <laughs> I would try not it's to. Very minimal try. Yeah. Also want to. They're doing a great thing at Evolution Disc Golf where they have a lost and found there, so it's a good place to like return to discs because it's always sometimes hard for people to meet up um, based on schedules. And then the new disc golf park is literally a fifth of a mile down the road that uh, that Saginaw just got. So still, it's a brand new course, so it still has some things to to work out. Um, they planted trees, so as it, as the trees grow up, there'll be obstacles, but right now it's just kind of wide open. The only big problem I have with it is they put the T signs right where I would be, like, starting my run-up, hmm. so I kind of have to, like, try to get around that, so. But can't complain about a new place to throw some plastics. So. Win some, lose some. Yep. I guess that that was pretty much it. Check out your new, if, you know, if there's any new shops popping up in your area, I would check them out. See what's going on. Support a new business. Help grow. Help grow their business so they can do great things for the community. Like Evolution's trying. If you're in the Denver area, we have a new shop that just opened. It's called Another Round Disc Golf. They're pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm jealous because Kyle has like lots of sweet shops, and this is like the first shop really. I mean, there was a there was a guy who everyone knows, and he puts on tournaments and stuff, and you could always go shop at his house, and he just opened a shop too, but I haven't been there yet, so. Well, should you get in contact with him, buddy? But moving on to the interview. (laughs) 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming all the way from the UP, our very special guest. He loves pink and is your typical middle-aged dad who likes to sneak out and huck plastic into trees. Eric, otherwise known as the Diskin Dad. Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, my name is Eric, clearly. Uh, but I'm from the UP of Michigan, uh, in Marquette, Michigan. I've been playing disc golf for, I think it's been four years now, maybe closer to five. I sell cell phones and cell phone accessories. I got two kids. I play music as another hobby that I get to sometimes, and uh, that's about it. What instrument do you play, or just all of them? Uh, drums, bass, guitar, if it can be a rock and roll thing. Primary instrument, I get started on guitar. I played drums when uh, in high school. I drummer quit, and I was like, screw it, I'll learn to play drums, and self-taught in a lot of things. But. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you're pretty pretty musically talented, just be able to kind of pick up pickups. I should also mention I was raised by two, like, my parents went to college for music and teacher. They okay. they were both music teachers for many years, and um, so it's definitely not just ra- random. Uh, my right. brother even went to Michigan State and got a degree of musical performance for string bass. So it runs in the family. Oh yeah. Oh, that's pretty sweet. So you've been playing for d- disc golf for about four or five years. What was the first course you picked up at? Uh, that was Powder Mill Disc Golf Course right here in Marquette, Michigan. I don't remember if that was the first one to the area, but that was the first one I started playing. It was literally, I drove past it on my way home. So I, it was, gosh, maybe half a mile, mile down the road from my house. So like there were nights that I had five, 10 minutes, you know, when you get hooked in the beginning, I had, I had an extra half an hour. I was out there. There's uh, two holes right next to the road. I'd go run through 11 and 12, just over and over and over and over. And over. <laughs> if they're your favorites. I even, I had a big backyard when I first started playing. So I put together a bucket that was made up of a, uh, so it was a milk carton and then parts of like a five gallon like pickle oh, bucket yeah. or something. And I found I've... some change in the backyard. And like... If you want to see the pickle bucket, post it on the Instagram and we'll, we'll post oh, it. I think it's, I think it's there. Out. I'll tag you guys in the, <laughs> there. It's, it's, it's very early on in my disking dad. Pickle posts. bucket. Pickle um, it's, bucket. It's, oh, it's so it's zip tied together. Um, <laughs> it was just mostly a target. I don't, I don't think a disc even fit into like the bucket, but like it was something to throw at. And I'd put it up at the tall hill on my back and, um, if you go back in my, my Instagram posts, like there's some hilarious videos of me just like as a newbie, clearly like a weekend, just like <laughs> trying to just create the motion and trying to figure it out. Like I remember the first, I remember being out, I, I started playing in April up here uh, when I first started playing. So like there was still, there wasn't snow a lot of snow, slush. but like there was, there was ice and it was yeah. wet out. Like you had to go out in boots and yeah. like the first couple rounds I ever played, I had to wear a winter jacket and like. I picked up a starter pack at the MC Sports that was closing down, and I got a, a starter pack with a, an Avenger SS, a Buzz, and a Soft Magnet. And uh, some I, took, I, took, I took those guys out and was just like, I remember being on the T-pad being like, how do I, do I just <laughs> try to throw a Frisbee, like regular Frisbee in the backyard? And I met a dude on the course who was just like, he was clearly better than me. You know, I was, he had a big backpack, and I was like, uh, he ended up tagging along with me and like he showed I remember uh I remember him showing me how to like reach back and like he grabbed my disc and he's like no no pull like you're you're pulling a lawnmower start and I remember him doing that and like so that was that first like 
pulling through the chest, you know, good form kind of thing. And he gave me a disc that I still actually bag to this day. It's a Discraft XL, I think. Okay. I remember that was the first disc that like, I was like, I understand you. I, I know what you're going to do when I throw it on a certain angle or speed. But yeah. I feel like everybody has that one disc. Oh yeah. We had the, is the Emac truce for us. Okay. Do you still head back to Powder Mill? Oh yeah. That's, yeah, um, I figured. The, the league I play on Mondays bounces back and forth between Powder Mill and Silver Creek every other Monday. So it's nice. It keeps it fresh. Yeah. Is it nice being back there and thinking about when, how, like how you started and how, how much easier the holes are now? Oh, it's, yeah, it's actually really funny because this season I've been trying to battle my fear of the blues. I kind of stepped up. Like I used to go, I primarily played reds just because, you know, you find that, that confidence, even a bad throw from the shorter red tees on a lot of courses is like, you know, hey, it was still an okay throw. And I always hated throwing from the blues because like I always got in my head when I would step up on it. There were a couple of tee pads that weren't terrible, but there's definitely a couple of uh, blue tees at, at Powder Mill that are I, still to this day, I still step up on. I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> throw this one. But it's yeah, it's 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 amazing to see this season where I'm at versus where I've come. Yeah, yeah, it's always nice to head back to where you began and and see how much how far you made it. Well, it's really funny where like at the places I'm not scared anymore. Like one of the biggest places I used to be terrified of. We had a it's hole twelve at Powder Mill. The blue tee, the red tee is really short. It's just a, it's a Simon Lazat Heiser super steep spike Heiser. It's not a long a long shot by any means, but the blue tees. You go way back and you throw along the river and like literally to the right of you is the river, to the left is deep woods. And you've got to just throw a straight shot that doesn't turn over at all. Throw it straight? I throw it straight. And sadly, every time, every, almost everybody on the card freaks out and they hit one of the three trees that are guarding the fairway down there. They end up in the bush. I remember one time during my first season of leagues. A guy chucked his, I think it was a PA1, this dude through Prodigy. And like, it was a dude, like, t- Prodigy t-shirt, hat, bag, everything. Chucked his, I think he said it was a brand new one that day too. Just right in the liver. This dude just bolted from the tee and just shirt Jim off, <laughs> swam in for it. It was a hot day too. So I was just like, yeah. that was, Jim had that kind of personality too. So it was just hilarious to see. Like, oh, there goes Jim. <laughs> there he goes. That guy's a dad now, which kind of freaks me out. Yeah, it's crazy who turns out to be dads. Sure is. So that was your disc golf beginning. Is that how you, that's how you got into disc golf then? It was just addiction from there? Kind of. I mean, like I had known about disc, I laughed really hard because like I'd, I'd known about disc golf for many years. Like I remember the powder mill course going in. I remember being like, the hell is that thing in the woods there with the chains? And then I remember someone being like, oh, that's a disc golf basket. And I mean like, what's disc golf? And they're like, it's like golf, but you, you throw a disc. And I was like, I love golf. I'm terrible at golf. <laughs> this sounds fun i want to get in on this and so i literally finally one day we were at we, were, we went to check out the mc sports that was closing because that's what you do in a small town when a store is closing you go see what deals you can find and i found some shit and i was like hey, babe i'm gonna buy this golf set and it was literally all downhill from there <laughs> eric got me into it so i can blame him <laughs> blame me you're welcome <laughs> all right game on are <laughs> Wayne's World references. Yeah, yeah. We do lots of dumb Yeah, no, we do a lot of Wayne's World references. From day one, we've been yeah. doing them. It's hard not nice. to. Who is your favorite pro? Everybody has one. Honestly, after watching the Eagle McMahon disc golf, I think my new favorite is Eagle. Because the dude's just like, 
beyond humble. And like, I guess I didn't, I didn't realize that was the kind of story that he had, but uh, I have always enjoyed watching Eagle play. If I really had to pick, honestly, <laughs> I think big germ is probably my favorite. He's a character. Just the, just the, yeah, the personality. Like, honestly, yeah. I love the way he dresses. Like I, I strive to have that ridiculously obnoxious shirt that I can show up to disc golf league one day and be like, <laughs> yep. Wear something, something similar. Yeah. I've been, I, I love the, um, I don't know if you guys have caught any of the Jomas, like the practice rounds that they cover oh, now. Yeah. Every single those one. Those are all, those, they, I, I end up on the floor laughing so hard at, at Paul Uliberry. Like, yeah. Oh, they, they have some pretty good chemistry going on between the three of them. I laugh really hard. Sometimes I'm like, no, did, are you guys really mad at each other? <laughs> like, <laughs> they do, I feel like, actually get mad at each other sometimes. Yeah, they but I feel like that's part of the energy. I don't know. I don't. I, I was actually going to wear it. I've got a, a Jomez hat that uh, is signed by Big Germ that my buddy got from. I think he went out. Yeah, he went down to Ledgestone a couple years ago, and uh, he brought me back. I was like, dude, you got to bring me back anything. I was like, I don't care what you bring me back. Bring me back a disc. Bring me back a hat. Like something. And I didn't expect anything. I was like, just give me something from your players pack that says Ledgestone on it. Uh, but he comes back with this uh, Jomez hat, and he's like, I was like dude Ooh. and then he's like even better dude it's it's in black marker and you can actually see it a little bit better now that it's like sun faded you can see big germ signature on the brim um he had a video of big germ like saying hey this is for you eric martello but his phone died the video was like literally like 1.1 seconds long and it was not long <laughs> enough to share on any social media i think he said he has it he's gonna send it to me i'm this gonna try close. and get it up on my so it, it's hilarious it's just hey eric martello and i was like big germ knows my name he said my name <laughs> exactly and I've had a couple other times where I've like fanboyed over like I think Avery Jenkins has commented on back on things for me on Facebook and I think Eagle actually liked to comment on a contest post one day and I was like, Yeah, they they know who I am. We did the same thing. I I, I tagged Eric McCabe on a on a fail compilation of my putts for Emac Judge and he liked it. He was actually just up here at the opening for the North Bluff disc golf course that he designed. Mm-hmm. Oh sweet. That's a fun one. It's about an hour from here. And Ezra has liked a couple of our posts with the uh, nice. With the uh, yeah, I lost one of his discs. We had Mister Johnny McRae up here two years ago. He came up and uh, he, he made friends with one of the guys in our local community, and like they they're close enough to the point where he was like, "I want to come up and see you." And so he came up and put on a special uh, disc golf clinic for our community where we got to one-on-one like clinic with him and they did a uh, chumps versus champs versus chumps kind of thing. I think there was footage of that one, but it was an all around a fun time. Like him and his wife were there and they had their disc store and I had spent way too much money on there. My, my, my friend, actually, this is the fun, another fun fact. If you know Johnny McRae's disc golf pin, I play disc golf with the guy who actually designed that. Oh, that's pretty sweet. So I have one of the Westside Discs harps with the Johnny McRae Yoda stamp that my friend Mark Shout out! I'll shout him out on here because he's he does Do got tons of great. As in Mark Nowicki, Superior Discs or Disc Dup, those are all places that we're affiliated. Check them out on I believe they're on Instagram and Facebook. That's where you can find a lot about our about our Upper Peninsula Disc Golf family and community up here. So did uh, Johnny McRae teach you to? do a nasty turbo putt or he was showing us some of it i actually do like to goof around with a, a turbo putt from time to time i can't do it <laughs> i actually busted out uh the brody smith scuba at league the other night Ooh. that uh I, I goof around with those shots in my backyard and i've actually started to get scarily Easy. accurate with them yeah so occasionally if i'm i only throw them in a league situation if like i'm just far enough out that i know i can't make the putt but it'd be fine to just get there as like an upshot 
and yeah. uh, just the off chance it goes in, I get that I'm like, dude, did you just throw a scooper? <laughs> yeah, right. Always fun to mess around with them. And the la- last week, last week when I threw one, one of my buddies was like, "Did you just throw a scooper?" And I was like, "Yeah, I did." <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> What's your favorite disc? Currently, it's probably my the Buzz. I bagged Rock Threes as my go-to mid-range for a while, and I picked up a pink Buzz last year sometime, and I threw it a couple of times, and I remember I think I hit trees or threw a couple of really bad shots off it, and I was like, oh, screw this disc, and I threw it away. I threw it in the back of my car, and a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I'll throw this in the bag. I'll, maybe I'll toss it on a, a round at the league, and I started, it was a practice round before league, and I went out, and I, uh, I just threw it, and it, it went straight, and I was like, all right, cool. Buzzes are my mid-range again, so I got three pink ones again. And that one would be tied between that or my Mamba. I love my Anima Mamba. I just bought a new one today. Never thrown a Mamba, but I've definitely I don't thrown have a, a fair share of my, my buzzes. I don't have a flick, like a power flick, right now. So I've got to, I've got to rely on a, a like backhand Annie, oh, okay. underhand, underhand, understable backhand Annie to get that turn uh-huh. on some shots. Gotcha. There's a couple shots. There's one shot at Powder Mill that's the only reason I still bag my Mamba. And that's because uh, you got to hit this tunnel shot. There's just a couple trees here and a couple trees here. And you got to hit this tunnel shot that goes right with where they've got the pin right now. If it's in this alternate pin, it's straight ahead and it's just a buzz shot down the middle. But you got to get right. And everybody throws a flick, but I don't have that power flick. So I get that Mamba just understable. It never comes back if I hit it right. Yeah, I'm a big fan of understable plastic. Just never tried a Mamba. I'm getting there with it. I've got a lot. I actually, I used to try and bag a whole bunch of drivers. Honestly, I'd say three quarters of my bag right now is putters and mids. Like, clubbing down has just increased my accuracy. And, like, well, I don't throw as far as everybody sometimes. Like, the last couple of leagues, I've shown thrown a couple of shots where, like, the big guys that are good, like, they're smashing it, smashing it off the tee, but they're hitting right or left. And I had buzz short shot down the middle, and I just up and down for the three, whereas they're having to scramble to... Save Throw it, a yeah. power power shot around a corner or something like that. Definitely in the woods, disc oh, yeah. is smart. Uh, so, what are your main goals for this year? In and out, in and out of disc golf. What's really funny is I've been finding my success on the course has actually been helping me kind of translate to some success just outside of the course as well. Like I stated earlier, you know, kind of my, my big big challenge to myself, my big goal this year is to you know conquer the blues and kind of get rid of that fear and it's we're four or five weeks into league and honestly it's it's disappearing fast like i'm getting more comfortable what's really fun is they've been changing it up they less last week we did uh we alternated we played the blues from the odd team numbers and we played the reds from the evens yeah that'd be pretty fun and we've got a couple the big i mean the big one on the course this year is i need to conquer conquer hole number two at powder mill because they just adjusted uh, it used to be they had a short pin and then they had a long pin, which was called Buck's Cove. And Buck's Cove, to be honest, for a, a beginner from the blues, it's it's the long hole in the area. Like it's I think now it's 600 some odd feet from a long. It's this is one of the ones they've done. Uh, they do two tee pads and two baskets. They've got a red short tee, short long tee. And then they've got a short basket and then a really long basket. And I'll see if I can get some I'll get some footage up for you guys soon uh just to kind of put this whole put this whole into perspective because like it's they put it probably another 200 feet away and you've got to throw over a pond now Mm. which in the area there's really no water that you have to throw over and i sadly threw out of bounds into the pot we got the disc back which is the good news but i had to take the penalty stroke but that was 
the conquering that hole because it's really long and like what i've found in how that works is just again and clubbing down and like last week i threw from the we did short tee to long basket and uh i tried to throw a power shot over and try to get somewhere where I, I thought i could get to and i couldn't and this week i i did what i should have done which was layup shot layup shot and then i my third layup shot which was supposed to get over the water didn't but mm. conquering that hole in the blues i probably would say are my two biggest goals with disc golf this year next time so other than just being afraid and throwing discs in the water, is there any other obstacles that are going to keep you from conquering those goals? Honestly, just pushing pushing myself to get out. I kind of get in. I last last year, I got into kind of a funk, even though I technically could go out and play disc golf with the pandemic. It was you know, a battle with everything that was happening in our world and depression and just getting making myself go out. And what's funny is I get out and I just I have a blast. And yeah. I'm like, why didn't I do this more? So it's just pushing yourself out of the house. Yeah, once you get out there, it's you feel better. So, oh yeah, I feel that too. What does disc golf mean to you? Honestly, like, I it was never a sports guy. Like, I I appreciated some sports. I was more the kid that was in like the marching band. When I found disc golf, like, honestly, it was some of my favorite rounds. Are I love sunrise rounds. I don't like getting up in the morning, but once I get a good piping hot cup of coffee, like. There's nothing like me, my bag of discs, and like the woods and some chains to throw at. Like disc golf for me is just it's it's a discon it's a way for me to disconnect from everything that's going on in the world in my life and just, you know, kind of be out in the woods. It was honestly kind of a, a way for me to get healthy right around the time I started playing. I put two and two together that I might be lactose intolerant, so I cut out all my dairy or not all dairy, but like the milk and all the things that was bothering me. And right around that time, I found disc golf. And, like, you know, it's like when you first start playing. I was honestly out playing. If I could have, I would have played once a day. I'd still play once a day if you let me. But in the beginning, I was I was going out probably four or five times a week. So I was walking between, like, four and 18 miles a week, you know, depending on how many rounds I got in. Right. And I, that that helped me kind of get healthy. And I ended up dropping 100, 115 pounds down since four years ago. Thank you. It's my way. I, I, I tell people it's my way to trick myself into exercising because, like, I go out and have a good time. Before you know it, we're you know we walk four miles, and I, I didn't complain about it. So did you figure out you're actually at lactose intolerant? I haven't gone to the doctor. The last time I went there, I had my kids with me, and I, I they were like, "Yeah, we can do this, but we we have to wait." And I was like, "I can't wait." But basically, I drank a glass of milk one day, and I was like, <laughs> "I'm gonna go die." And so I just kind of self-diagnosed, but. It's a fun, I like to let people, I actually, I'm weirdly educational about my lactose intolerance because everyone's like, oh, you're lactose intolerant, you can't have milk, you can't have, you know, ice cream, you can't have cheese. I'm like, I can have all of that. It's just got to be the right stuff. Thankfully, I married an amazing woman that, uh, she's my kitchen witch is what I call her because she can make, she's a baker by trade, does amazing things there, but she's made me. Uh, I had lasagna for the first time in like three years. Uh, she made like homemade ricotta and like, homemade cheeses and things to make a lasagna for me she's made me just countless other alternatives she's helped me research to find what i can have and what i can't have like i said we do a pizza podcast and everyone's like you can't have pizza can you i'm like absolutely i can't i just gotta it can't have mozzarella or all the other stuff so she's helped me out i just had my first milkshake in four years i found out a local place has uh their milkshakes are using a like a non-dairy frozen alternative 
And I called my friend who actually owns it. I was like, dude, do you have milk, dairy free milkshakes? That's what everyone's telling me. And they're like, yeah. Oh my, it was the best. It was so good. It was just a chocolate shake, but I was like, it's, it's not going to destroy me. I feel you. I have so many food allergies, man. I did have, and you can choose to put this in or not. Um, this is my embarrassing disc golf story. That's actually, it's in an interview I did, like just a text fill out the box interview. So I went out to play winter round out here. And like nowadays I don't play winter disc golf. Winter disc golf up here is you have to have a separate bag. You have to, some people tie ribbons to their discs. So it's just, you don't throw discs. You know, you don't want to lose. My first season, I put really into winter disc golf. It was fun. And nowadays I'm just like, mm-mm. But that year we went out to play around and we were like three holes in and I had to poop really bad, like to the point where I had to like book it and I barely made it home. And I, then I was sad because I was like, I'm not throwing disc golf. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting on oh, the toilet. No. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned a pizza podcast. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about that? So you can find our pilot episode, I believe it's if you search Pizza Beast Podcast on SoundCloud right now. But it's basically off-the-wall pizzas. We kind of break your traditional barriers down when it comes to pizza because a lot of people are like, oh, pizzas, pepperoni, sausage, you know, your standard bread sauce, cheese, toppings. We had some friends some years back that did a, they had a weird list of pizzas. And uh, one of the first ones we did, and I love telling people about this one, it's called the mashed potato pizza. You literally your favorite crust you make your favorite mashed potatoes uh and then you literally just put the mashed potatoes on the pizza your favorite cheese we usually use like munster and some like smoked gouda the original recipe calls for like fresh balls of mozzarella but for our conversation a couple minutes ago i obviously can't have that i was telling earlier about a uh we do a goat cheese and grape pizza which has red and green grapes olive oil rosemary and then dollops of goat cheese which is just Fantastic. So we kind of break that traditional barrier of pizza and we talk about, um, I worked in pizza for many years before I got into the retail game. And actually we share some funny stories about our lives in the kitchen, our lives in general. And then we talk about, we actually look for like weird pizzas that are out there. Nice. Interesting. We should hopefully be back rolling on that soon. I guess I was saying earlier, I have a, I have an entire like eight, eight episode, nine episode season, like outlined out kind of like what you guys sent me with just like topics and season two we can different... collab you guys could make me oh, yeah. free pizza Ooh, nice all right so if we gave you an elephant and you couldn't give it away sell it or kill it what would you do with that elephant you know i i, I saw this question and after i had my edible and it kicked in earlier i was just giggling profusely at it and I was like, man, my nine-year-old would think that was great. She'd be like, dude, there's, we have an elephant. So like, part of me would just be like, we're going to keep it and just be the family on the block with the elephant, kind of like Clifford the Big Red Dog or something. I love that. Summertime, I'd, summertime I'd ride it to work. I'd be that dude that rolls up, parks his elephant, and then choo Environmentally friendly. <laughs> yeah. It'd probably take me about 45 minutes to get to work, though. Hmm. Yeah. Everyone would move out of your way, right. though, probably. Yeah, no, Line of no cars traffic. behind me. <laughs> yeah, no traffic. Ever. So would you prefer a giraffe over an elephant? They're both big animals. I feel like a giraffe might be easier to feed. Yeah, trim the trees for you, too, right? Yeah, I mean, I got trees in my backyard, so, like, there's that. And <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about running over a big old th- pile of elephant poop with my Subaru. That'd be... <laughs> 
Yeah, you might be able to get over giraffe poop, but maybe not elephant. Uh, yeah. But they don't show that in the commercials, do they? No. <laughs> maybe just one of those, uh, like, bake a giraffe, but make it breed it so that it never gets bigger than, like, six feet. There you go. Ooh. There's... That's that's too easy. Next big <laughs> next big thing we can sell to the rich people. Right. <laughs> Genetically modified giraffes. <laughs> right on. No, we, we learned our lesson through no we haven't. I was gonna say Jurassic Park, but like yeah. <laughs> no. We're doing that shit. They're trying. Like if we had the technology to do that, there would be an island right now. Goodbye, Hawaii. I just wanted to sing the music, but I I don't wanna get busted. <laughs> You kind of told us one oh no story. Do you have any other disc golf related oh no moments? I think actually, I mean, it's not really my oh no part. I, I, it's a funny one. So when Johnny McRae was here, it was actually again kind of when you know back to the topic of pros throwing trees, hitting trees on hole eighteen at Powder Mill. There's uh, it's another tight gap. You got to get between these two big pine trees, and you can see all the way up the marks where people have smacked it with their tree, their discs, and uh, I remember. I think there's a video of it somewhere. You probably wouldn't want it to footage surface, but there's a video of Johnny McRae going to throw his drive off of that and just schmucking the tree and just turning around and being like, nope. <laughs> Everybody does it, Johnny. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Because we know you're listening. <laughs> For sure. Johnny, you still rip. Yeah, then I think we can jump into the grip six. Happens to everyone, especially me all the time. Three, two, one. Grip six, 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 six. Oh, yeah. Brought to you by Do You Deuce. <laughs> yeah. Not really a sponsor. Good plug. Good plug. <laughs> so as most people know, Worlds is coming up. Well, it actually just started with uh, when this episode airs, but we got Eric here from the Disc and Dad on, and he's going to pick his Grip Six pick six along with us instead of uh, top five today oh yeah i'll kick it off with my my first pick i think he's going to be in a lot of them but um i picked ricky waisaki in my in my first slot because he's been killing it this year i feel like the first two picks are gonna go like (laughs) simultaneously for all of us Uh, same he's too good you can't bet against him I got Waisaki in my top one too. Yeah, right now he's. I've actually. I'm. I've been on top of everything this. So I've watched every tournament. So he's just on another level. He can putt from fifty feet without even thinking about it. Oh yeah, that's someone I've always tried to emulate when it comes to putting. It's a good one too. Oh yeah, I just don't have his legs, so I don't know if I'm allowed to. <laughs> Why don't you give us the second spot, Eric? Since I think it's probably going to be the same. I do have Eagle McMahon in my second spot. I can him. <laughs> yep. He's been yeah, he's got a, he's got he's got the Vegas challenge. Didn't he get um DD open? OTB open. OTB open. So he's got a couple wins under his and, belt. And uh, Portland open, he just won too. Yes. And I'm pretty sure those last those are all on golf courses and Mulligan's golf course, so half of it's on a golf course, so he's got a pretty good chance. He can just throw so far. Yep, he sure can. And roll it far if he needs to. Yeah, and roll it far. Roll it. Roll it. <laughs> uh, Kyle, why don't you... I think mine and yours third will be the same if I had to guess. You think so? I think so. I might be wrong, but... 
I went with Calvin Heimberg. Yeah, that's who I have. I yeah, buddy. Always better. This is where Calvin. we this is where we part ways. I've got I've got Adam Hammonds in my third spot, which is an awesome choice. That's right. an awesome pick. He's been on a roll. He was really fun to watch through the the rain in that last round of the Portland Open. That was just watching that last round of the pouring rain. I was like, man, yeah. still racking up birdies. Especially that young kid. Rate. I don't know. Yeah. Especially that young kid. I don't remember what his name was, but he was like sixteen, I think, on that final card. Like by the end, everyone else still had like umbrellas Caleb, and jackets. Yeah, and this dude was just like down to his pants and just like he had his shirt off. It was just like just bring on the water. Yeah. Like I don't even care. And like that's the attitude you got to have in that type of a situation. Yeah, at a certain point you're going to get wet no matter what. You might as well just just let it. He was let really wet. Become. Yeah. Well, then I'll go with my number 4 since I don't think anyone else is going to have him. I went with Emerson Keith. Uh he just won the Utah Open, which is on the same courses. I don't know if he's going to win it. I don't know, but I think he's got a pretty good chance to do good. I think the fort plays to his uh his 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 skill level. Why pick him if you don't think he's going to win it? Well, cuz not there six people can't win it. I just like saying his name, Emerson Keith. Yeah. Emerson Keith. Just a... And he kind of looks like a uh, squint from yeah. Sandlot, so hey. <laughs> Yeah. That's reason all by itself. You didn't need to say anything else. Yep. And then the, my last two spots are FPO, so you guys can talk about MPO if you want. Same, but my, my, my fourth spot, I put Kyle Klein. Ooh, Michigan boy. Got a bet on Michigan boy. I, I really, He's been on a tear as well, so I think he's really focused this year, and he's probably going to be gunning for really shooting a hot round off the bat. I do honestly enjoy. I've got I've got Jones, Conrad, and Montgomery in my last three. But honestly, I really love. Um, I feel like the women's disc golf is one of the biggest opportunity areas for our sport right now. And um, I honestly love watching the women. I normally just cycle through. I run through my Jomez coverage, and then normally when I'm done with Jomez, I hop over to whoever's got female coverage. True story. Gatekeeper or GK. And B Dub Pro. And B Dub Pro. They had a funny thing on their first video where they didn't know that their neighbors were going to be practice, rock, practicing for their rock band, so they couldn't do any commentary for their first whole video, so they just put up footage with just, like, background music. That's funny. Yeah. Good for them to still put it up. Yeah. And, Eric, do you want to do last picks? Well, what were your last picks again? Uh, new Eric, sorry. Oh, I had uh, Kevin Jones and then uh, James Conrad. And then lastly, I threw Colton Montgomery up there just because uh, I said earlier, I, fo- I follow, follow him on instant me- social media. I enjoy him in Kona. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a dark horse. Like it'd be really wicked cool to see him play somewhere up there. Sick. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. Love betting on Kevin Jones too. Probably the best attitude in the game. Maybe. Oh, I'd say so. He's always happy. Even, even when he... Had that terrible run run at at uh, Portland Open. He still still just had a smile on his face. So True for story. my FPO pick, I'm sure Kyle picked her too. Is Paige Pierce? Who wouldn't pick her? Oh yeah, she's one of the top female names in the sport. Easy pick. Now the interesting one, Eric. Who'd you pick for your number two female player? I picked one. You picked the other one. Oh, and then I'll tell you mine. All right. 
I think I know who you picked, but really, Haley King. No, I don't know if I was going to guess Katrina Allen. All right, you were wrong. Wrong. I picked Kona Panis. Oh, okay. Nice. Yep, I'm a big fan of Kona Panis, and she seems she's going in with a really like a uh, positive attitude to it. So I think she'll come out the other end pretty far up on the up on the board. I'd love to see it. Nice. We are actually up here in uh, we are in Haley King territory. I think local guys. Oh yeah, that I play with, are, they know of her, and I think they play played with her. I know a lot of them go down to that neck of Wisconsin. I always forget nice. about that. Yeah, yep. She knows some some wooded golf. She rips. Well, that was our grip six pick six. As usual, you can see the versus on the stories maybe if you when when it comes time if you want to send us a screenshot we'll throw you up on our story as a as a three-way first versus absolutely you got a dude some mortal Kombat music music who's your favorite mortal Kombat character i'll put it next to yours i was more of a i was more of a tony hawk okay i'll put tony hawk next to yours then (laughs) yeah for sure well thanks again for coming on it's been a blast chatting with you it was wonderful to meet you Uh, a pleasure guys I only hope we can throw. I only hope we can throw together someday. Oh yeah, I like. Oh, that's what I, I missed that question. Oh well, go back and do it. No, not real quick. Just take your time. What are the three courses if I when next time I visit the UP that I need to get to? Well, the first one I'm going to tell you is the one I talked about earlier. That's uh, North Bluff Disc Golf Course, located in Gladstone, Michigan. Here, um, twenty-four holes with two tee pads, two baskets each. Um, it's a fun, really, really fun. It's actually got some open shots where you can bomb some hyzers. Um, you can get really technical. It can be, I, I ran through the short tee to short baskets uh, a couple years ago when I went there. I've only been there once, but they just had their grand opening and all the pitchers were just gorgeous. And it looks even better than when I played it a couple years ago. Definitely would tell you the other two I would touch Marquette and run through Powder Mill and uh, Silver Creek. They're both. While they're on opposite ends of town in the same town, they're polar opposites. Uh, powder mills, they're both in the woods, but powder mills, a lot more technical. You got to hit some like almost perfect lines to get through some places. Powder or Silver Creek's a little bit more forgiving. It's on a really fun plot of land out there in the woods. It's got some bike trails that run through it. But definitely, if you're looking for a day of disc golf, and then actually a uh, bonus course that I would say say to visit because it's very well not known in Marquette, we've got a nine-hole little technical course that the alternative high school put in a couple years ago. If you look it up on UDisc, I think it's called Eagle Rock. Um, but I love that one. It's short. It's nine holes. I, I, that's my lunch break course. It's like two minutes from where I work at, so I can uh, I run through. I, my disc golf bag lives in my trunk right now, so like if I get a half an hour, sometimes I text my boss. I'm like, hey. I'm going to take a 45-minute lunch break. I'll be back, and then I go run through Eagle Rock real quick and then head back to work, and everyone's like, why are you so sweaty? I'm like, just disc golf. I needed a break. (laughs) Don't talk to me. Exercise. Sweet. Definitely going to put those on the wish list for next time I'm in the UP. And then I haven't been to it yet, but I was telling uh, earlier before you got on here, Eric, there's another one up in uh, Houghton area that I'm trying to get to. It's called – it's up in – I think it's Calumet Lake Disc Golf Course up there in Calumet. I've heard lots of really good things for everybody. It's like, you got to get to Calumet. I'm like, I haven't had the time to get there this season yet. <laughs> Eventually soon. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. If I'm ever in the UP. Um, I'll make it over to Marquette and hopefully throw around with you. You can show me all the local lines and all are at me for sure, man. Watch me mess it up. I'll um, be jealous. Why don't you just take a second and tell the listeners where they can follow your, your disc golf journey at. 
Uh, you can just find me on Instagram at the Disking Dad. I've got a personal account where I'm Crew Pants. That's uh, I don't post on there much. I post way more on my disc golf. Disking Dad, the Disking Dad. Soon coming soon to TikTok maybe. I've got a personal TikTok, but I mostly just uh, support my wife and like her videos through there. And we'll we'll put every his link to his page in the in the mm-hmm. show, yep, notes, show notes. So. Awesome, awesome, guys. It's been a pleasure chatting Absolutely. with you. Yeah, thanks pleasure for coming on again. Well. Nice meeting you. Meeting a fellow C. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> All right, have a good night, man. Have a good night, guys. And that's it. That's the interview. <laughs> what a wonderful interview. I really enjoyed chatting with them. It's uh, always fun to meet more Michigan people, especially like a uh, part of Michigan that I don't get to often. So really excited to check out some of those courses and hopefully play around with him. Nice, genuine guy. Yes. Look forward to chatting with him again. Faux show. And that was tonight's episode. Today we talked about Evolution Disc Golf. Kind of bragged about my new shop. Not my new shop. The new shop I get to spend my money at. Yeah, Eric's new shop. (laughs) I mean, with how many discs I have, I could start a very small one. We also had a sweet interview with Eric from the Disking Dad over at Insta- over on Instagram. A uh, really great guy. He picked his Grip 6 Pick 6 along with us picking our Grip 6 Pick 6 for Worlds. Man, that's a mouthful. Grip 6 Pick 6. And that was episode 22 in the books. Episode 22, guys. You did it. We did it. We did it. It's a it's a conjoined effort because without the listeners, I'd like to say we wouldn't be here, but we just love listening to ourselves talk. But appreciate everyone who does listen. We do enjoy the fact that we've had some great listeners, especially the people who've reached out. Yeah, right. It is especially the people who reached out. It's been great. If you'd like to be one of those great people who reaches out, you can hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Patreon. We're everywhere, so literally whatever service that is your favorite, you can talk to us, and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be great if you haven't already. Lots of ways. We'd love to hear from you guys. Also, check out our merch at teespring.com slash stores slash Golf. You can use the code ONO for free shipping. And use that same code over at StarFrameDiscs.com for 5% off your order. That's StarFrameDiscs.com. Congratulations. Good job, everybody. You made it. If you made it to this point in the episode, as always, you are my absolute favorites. Thank you for listening. That's the Ono Disc Golf Podcast, episode 22. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week when we're live. In person, yeah, next, next, yeah, right. Next, not. not live, but next week we will be. Look forward to it. It's gonna be a mess, but we'll see how it goes. There could be a fist fight. No, we're not fighters. No, it's just gonna be more of like you know an audio mess. So look forward to that. I'm just kidding. Oh, it's gonna be a big one. Oh, it'll be great. I'm sure. We're gonna be like you know recording in the garage. It'll be great. Say it's going to be great, and we're going to do our best to make it great. Yeah. Catch us back here next week, guys. Eric, catch you on the flip side, buddy. Bye. Bye.